I think this morning we can focus on our, our beautiful first reading here from the book of Genesis. Um, one of the things that we see here, I, you know, I'm, I'm in favor of the translation set that says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, as opposed to this translation says, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, the earth was, okay, so. But in any event, I think the, the big phrase here is, God created the heavens and the earth. God created the heavens and the earth. So we see in the beginning here, the very first line of the Bible, it's kind of like what, um, what the author is doing here is he's giving, uh, he's giving an overall, uh, picture. Uh, cause see, you know, the, the heavens, um, ha- have yet to be created until, you know, a few verses on. But what he's doing is he's giving a summary of the whole thing, and then he's kind of going back to the beginning, and then he, he sort of then, Covers it up. So, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That's that's basically a summation of everything. Okay, so it's like a little a little uh, sneak preview. It's almost like in a newspaper article, the first paragraph it's, it summarizes the entire paragraph, you know, the entire story, and then the rest of the story you read on it kind of break breaks it down and opens it up for you. So um, that's a big line right there. God created the heavens and the earth. In the uh, and we can't take for granted, you know. Today we, we uh, celebrate the um, memorial of Saint Paul Miki and companions. This is a Japanese martyr. Okay, so I'm going to kind of contrast. What I want to do is contrast biblical religion and paganism. Uh, the Japanese were about as pagan as you can possibly get, um, and the early uh, Catholic missionaries came over in the late um, 16th century. And uh, many of them were Jesuits, um, and uh, they, for the first time in the history of their people, think about this, thousands and thousands of years, the Japanese have been around thousands and thousands and thousands of years, um, without, without the light of biblical uh, religion. And the, the biblical revelation is, uh, is in great contrast to paganism. All when you look at all pagan religions, their uh, their myths of creation presuppose nature first and foremost. Nature is is it's a given. Okay, there's no explanation for it. It's a it's a mystery, but it's a, just a given. Boom, there it is. And then consciousness, in, you know, in the figure of the gods, somehow arises in a kind of a spontaneous manner. And then order is brought to the world that we know through combat and struggle and one god killing another god and uh, the blood of some god is the origin of the human race or you know the body you know the the arm is chopped off or the head is chopped off and then that there sprouts off this 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 important city and human beings spontaneously pop out of the <laughs> out of the ground. Uh, so what you have in the pagan religion ultimately really is, is nature is the, is the most fun, fundamental reality and um, uh, the world as we know it is a result of war and chaos and, and bloodshed. And uh, that really is kind of a projection of ancient man's mentality that, you know, they fought a lot and they killed each other and there's lots of war. And there didn't really seem to be a rhyme or reason. It just seemed like the world was being controlled by warring gods, as it were. And um, really, the, the 
the highest reality was was uh, this world, uh, nature. But the biblical religion comes in as a huge contrast to that. God created the heavens and the earth. So the heavens and the earth are not the fundamental reality. God is the fundamental reality. And God is this intelligent and benevolent, transcendent reality. Um, and he didn't have to create the world. The world is not a necessary thing. It, it flows forth out of God's creative will, his decision, his free will. He, he out of... Um, you know, the theologians have this saying, it says um, that goodness is diffusive of itself. So God being good just simply out of his generosity wanted to create the world and mankind so that they could share in the love of the Trinity. And we do actually see the Trinity here uh, in the beginning. It says, in the beginning when God, okay, says um, there is a mighty wind that swept over the waters. Uh, that's ruach in Hebrew, which means spirit. And so you see other biblical translations says the Spirit of God uh, hovered over the waters. So you've got the Father, you've got the Holy Spirit, and then God said. So you spoke. So you have the Word of God, which is the second person of the Trinity. So you have the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit right here, foreshadowed in a kind of a mystic sense, a veiled sense, but they're there, they're present right from the beginning. We sung the beautiful song right here as we come in, uh, springing fresh from the Word, Right? So um, we have the Trinity, we have the love of, of that is the Trinity here. We see an intelligence that's, that's behind the world's order and not warfare, not chaos. And then tomorrow we're going to hear in our readings how God created man after his own image. And so uh, this, is in, this is in great contrast. I think probably the biggest difference is this idea that God created everything that we know of out of nothing. And that's not the body part where the world is not the body part of some God or some big maternal mother or something like that. It's, it came out of nothing. And when that kind of truth comes to the pagan, it changes everything. It just absolutely changes everything. Nothing is the same. When the, we, we take it for granted in a Western civilization because like, yeah, we heard the biblical story. We were just, it's just old, old. And then we have, you know, unfortunately, we have youth nowadays who, and not so much youth either, who get involved in Wicca and witchcraft and neo-paganism and stuff. It's like, you know, what are you doing? Come on, you're going backwards here. You know, you're not making progress. You're, you're regressing. Um, and uh, it's it's like they're spoiled children who can't appreciate their the good thing that they have. Whereas with the pagans, when they when they received uh, the gospel, it was really an amazing, amazing, beautiful thing, and it changed their lives. And uh, so you got Paul Miki, who was, uh, I think he's the first uh, cleric, clergy Japanese martyr. I think there were other martyrs before him. But uh, I believe that he was, at least he was a cleric. If not, he was a deacon or a priest. And um, you read the account of his martyrdom, it's very moving. Him and his uh, the other people, there's catechists and some lay people, they were crucified, actually. And uh, so they died for love of Christ. And as they're dying on the cross, they're singing psalms and singing hymns and they're, they're praising Jesus and Mary. And it's just a, it's a really, really beautiful thing, the incredible gratitude that these people had, and it, and the their fellow pagan neighbors killed them not because 
they they said, you know, I don't like that doctrine of creation ex nihilo. I don't like what you know. It wasn't an issue of truth. It was purely an issue of xenophobia and uh, tribalism and fear. And it's like, oh no, there's these foreigners coming in to get to get us and to change our culture. We don't want that. We're going to kill them. Simply what it was. It wasn't. We've got the truth, and your religion is false, and so we're going. It's not it. That wasn't really what it was. Uh, but the truth wins. The truth always wins in the end. And uh, even though the Japanese did force out the missionaries eventually, um, Christianity came back to Japan. And it's not flourishing very widely in Japan, but it's there. It's there. And uh, so it has reached even the furthest tip of the East. Uh, the gospel truth has. For that, we're, we're thankful.